What's everybody? It's Arthur. Hi. It's we're doing it. Um, Arthur, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I was swallowing coffee. I forgive you. Um, this is not a question. I just realized. So, <laughs> so um, Marvel has been a big deal for I don't know eight decades at this point, mm-hmm. um, and people, particularly the actors in the in the films. Um, they're dressing up as their characters and like visiting children in hospitals, mm-hmm. which I think is good. I'm on board, right? Um, but when you're a kid and you get visited, like they're not visiting people for broken arms. That's like, you know, like Captain America might as well be the Grim Reaper at this point. The MCU is only going to the ICU. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, you ever read those stories about the, like the cats who will predict who's going to die in an old folks' home. Oh yeah, they'll they'll lay on top of uh, or lie on top of an old person, and then like yeah. a day later they're dead. And presumably that's because like the person who's about to die, they're they are producing more body heat. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that is essentially what uh, what it's the canary what in the coal mine. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine you're just like in a hospital and Iron Man shows up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I I don't got much left to live and I got to I got to deal with Robert Downey Jr. for the rest of my life. You just hope he's coming to the kid next to you. <laughs> Take yeah. him. I'm not ready. Just like you correlate it. So whoever they visit is who's going to die. <laughs> you switch the names. Uh, it's like a uh, fucked up version of Death Note. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I recently read uh, an extremely long synopsis of Death Note, okay. so I, I think that's accurate. All right. Uh, uh, you also got me thinking about little Nazi, little terminally ill Nazi children being visited by the Red Skull. <laughs> you're you're a child soldier in World War Two. <laughs> And the red skull visits you with a bullet wound in your liver. It's the greatest day of your life. I mean, that would be sick, though. Just like a... Like, when you're... I guess it's the same as Captain America. It's the same thing, but for Hitler. Yeah. It's like Two it's sides like of the same coin. <laughs> the embodiment of exactly what you want, but mutated in a superhuman fashion. Yeah, instead of becoming extremely strong, he becomes a skull. Extremely hateful. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be a skull? Um, You know that saying, like, uh, there's a spooky skeleton inside you at all times? It's a common saying. People say it. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, People say it. Look, folks. I'm not disagreeing with you. All right. You're projecting. Um, I am projecting. I'm very insensitive. That's not what that means. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, 
there's not a spooky skeleton inside you at all times. I, I thought that that was the case for a long time, but like, I'm just my brain. I'm inside the spooky skeleton. Calls coming from inside the house. Damn. That's fucked up. I hate that. <laughs> I hate this prison. This bone prison. I am in a bone prison. So, Maybe I'll... Go ahead. I'm just... You know, they like you know, they keep finding, like, trepanned skulls from farther and farther back in history. Or, like, just... People have just been cutting holes in their own heads. Yeah. For, for millennia. They had the right idea. That's freedom. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it really makes me... Just, like, living in society, I'm just like... I wish I knew... Like Jeffrey Dahmer, when he was mm. like drilling holes in people's heads and just like pouring yeah, acid prime. in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's prime. Um, you know, in an alternate reality, Jeffrey Dahmer and Jeffrey Bezos, same person. It's, <laughs> they're not that different, right? Jeff, come on the cast, defend yourself. Which Dahmer one? or otherwise. <laughs> I think Jeffrey Dahmer died in 1994. Yeah, he was killed with a pipe, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Probably the most humane way it was going to end. I think he liked it. It was probably consensual. I mean, who knows with this guy? <laughs> some of this guy's man. Some of his tastes? Yeah. Weird eclectic guy. Weird wild stuff. <laughs> Real quirky. <laughs> Imagine if Jeffrey Dahmer had like a Tinder bio, not a whole profile, just the bio. I, you know, I wouldn't want to see it, I think, because it would, <laughs> it would probably make me self-conscious about my own. Is too similar. Too similar. Yeah. Too much overlap. That's, that's fair. Did you ever I'm... see the, the My Friend Dahmer movie? I have not seen... I've seen The Ringer. Hmm. Okay. So, both about people with... I, you know, to repeat myself, some weird, wild stuff going on. It's true. Um, in The Ringer, Johnny Knoxville's character name is Jeffy Dahmer. Hmm. In case you forgot, it's a great movie. Every time I hear a detail about that movie, it makes it sound better than I assume it is. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's incredible. I saw it in theaters 2003. I was 11. (laughs) And uh, Johnny Knoxville and Brian Cox illegally and erroneously uh, sign up for the Special Olympics. I remember the trailers. Oh, yeah. Even at the time, I remember thinking, I was surprised it got made. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a little out there. Because, you know, that movie's been seared into my cranium, that my amygdala. And, uh, that and uh, 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 Let's Go to Prison. Those were yeah. your letterboxed yeah. top five. <laughs> just, just those two are the top five. And then sixth <laughs> is um, Without a Paddle. I keep uh, editing my top five on, on Letterboxed because I keep changing my mind about what order like what is the funniest order of police academy movies to have him like <laughs> to comprise the entire top five yeah I keep going back and forth between it being the first five and the last five it should be a, a smattering i think like top one should be police academy four which is you know, correct 
you're throwing a curveball. Is it? I have not seen. I think maybe I've, I've I saw, seen none of them. I think maybe I saw like one of them. One of them might have been PG thirteen, and I was not allowed to watch like R rated movies. But I really loved the Naked Gun. Yeah. That's why I saw RoboCop three before any of the other RoboCops, which I you believe just... was co written by Frank Miller. Who I... was in Police Academy? Probably. <laughs> Frank Miller directed Police Academy 3 only. <laughs> Just a stark I th- departure. I think it would have gone a little something like this. I got nothing. I've, yeah. I, don't... I can envision it in my head. It's all in black and white. <laughs> cell shaded. There definitely would have been tits in it, which would have uh, precluded me from seeing it. You didn't, You weren't allowed? Lord, no. I saw Scary Movie 1 in theaters. That was um, 2000. And you know it's 2000. I would have been eight, yeah. You know it's 2000 because they um, parodied The Matrix, which came out in 99. Mm. You You know, know. so they they parodied The Matrix. So it either came out in anywhere from 2000 to 2015. (laughs) Yep. But the first one was 2000, and that's um, the parody Scream, which to this day I have not seen any of. Um, and I I only recall a, a dick going through someone's brain in a glory hole. Saw I haven't that seen in theaters. it. I, well, spoiler alert. I saw that in theaters when I was eight, and I also saw uh, the South Park movie in theaters gotten a lot of trouble for that one damn you guys really you do do it different up there the great yeah, white I, I, I grew up in a very small town and you had to leave town to go to the movie theater so it, it was a big deal i don't know we what that means two movie theaters in my town okay hollywood over here mm-hmm. the the good one and the bad one was it illegal for people who attend the bad one well, to go to both, the good one? They were both porno theaters. Okay. But one of them was gross. Right. Real bad popcorn there. <laughs> they didn't get the recipe right. Yeah. Totally unpopped. Yeah, but you can't be doing that. What does that mean? <laughs> they just give you unpopped kernels in a bag? Like, you pop it yourself. Yeah, DIY. You gotta bring your own microwave. That's that's a bad idea. Yeah. It's not cost effective at all. <laughs> it's not even that expensive to make pop. It's kind of a famously high return <laughs> food yeah. item. It's still $14. And that was the good theater. <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm I'm happy for you. I had to I had to travel in a vehicle for about 20 minutes to go to the movies. Oh, well both of the movie theaters are about 20 minutes away from me. Yeah, but mine was in a different town also. There's a sign in the way. <laughs> You have to oh, read the no. sign. You had to read the sign. It's like, I'm going to the movies. I'm not trying to read here. 
Is this a book? Um, Ridiculous. That damn Canadian bureaucracy at its worst. A lot of red tape. <laughs> they didn't even have an arcade. Um, <gasps> no! If, if someone would like to uh, just like delve way too deep into my into my upbringing and my reality, uh, the movie theater that I went to growing up was shaped like a UFO. So if you find that, knowing what you know about my life... Don't look it up. Don't look it up on on cast, on mic. I don't know if that's a common thing. I'm going to look it up as well. Um, There's there's a few. You could find which one. Um, If you listen to the uh, Christmas episode that we just put out recently, you'll have an even better idea. Laval. <laughs> are you are you looking in looking California? At... No, this is in Quebec. <laughs> I <Idiot>. did not. <laughs> I did not grow up in Quebec. I thought I sensed a distinct French accent. They don't have that in Quebec. They don't speak real French. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if Americans know that. Tell that uh, to John Lejoie. I wish I could. I wish he, I had his phone number. Is he a Canadian national treasure? Is he? Um, he's talk up about there. Him? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if people talk about him, but you know, if we watch the league, we're like, hey, <laughs> that you know, that dude, he made everyday normal guy three. <laughs> He said the N word in everyday normal crew. That was 2011. Way too late to be doing that, dude. I mean, it's not like Joe Biden said it in 1978. Like, this was. Joe Biden said it on the House floor. Don't, don't talk to me about voting for Kanye. Kanye has actually said it most recently, probably. Actually, probably so. not. Probably not. Because of his religious turn, he's yeah. he's done secular music for almost three years now. And as, as Joe Biden's mind goes backwards in time, uh, as it's sort of the his his skull, his, his sort of brain cage is like the um, the compartment from primer. Yeah, it's, sure. Yeah. Where it's uh, uh, it's going backwards as we go forward. So I think as time goes on, Kanye West becomes less likely to say the N word, and Joe Biden becomes extremely likely to say it. <laughs> the thing with like dementia and amnesia—not amnesia, but Alzheimer's—it um, seems they never forget that they're racist. They will That's forget really their children's names. But like you, you give them a black nurse, and they're like, "Uh, excuse me, I have some words." <laughs> I have one word in particular. Uh, yeah, um, and they will say it. They have no problem saying it. Uh, and then they'll be like, "Who's? I have children. I'm 13. I've been 13 my entire life." Uh, but if you go back like 15 years before they have Alzheimer's, 
Um, I forget the bit that I was going to do. <laughs> I I got too distracted by my 13 bit. I'm distracted um, by how many movie theaters there are that are shaped like UFOs. I am blown away. I really thought it wasn't that many. I looked it up. It's kind of a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it is the closest UFO-shaped movie theater to the town of Snowball, population 590. Wow. I assume. I, I have to assume that that's true. Because I lived very close to that town, and that's the movie theater that we went to. That, I I cannot believe there is, I mean, I guess I can. I'm from, Oregon has some of the, like, some really strange town names. So I guess Snowball is not. Snowball is fine. Comparatively that strange. There's it was a town... named after a snowball. <laughs> Like a historical um, <laughs> snowball? Do they still have it? Like the Liberty Bell? Uh, yeah, it's in the freezer of the church. <laughs> the church rec room. You cannot touch it. There's just a little post-it note, a little folded note card that's like, do not touch titular snowball. <laughs> Namesake. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I believe the town. I read the. I read the entire Wikipedia page like two weeks ago, on on cast on Mike. Um, I think it was the town started because there was a snowball fight there, so they named the town Snowball. Mm. Um, and then they're like, "Wow, we gotta write this history down. This is important stuff." Uh, and then it they. Like it was founded by seven-year-olds. It may have been. We need to remember this snowball fight forever. I mean, it, honestly, <laughs> true. <laughs> Sincerely, I wish I was there. Um, I'm going to miss snow. It sucks that it's like canceled or whatever because it's white. Yeah. Damn, you, you also, couldn't snow today. <laughs> no. Also, the earth is burning, but, you know, whatever. I mean, in this case, that's, that's good. In this case, I like that. <laughs> Enough of this honky weather. Oh, that, that's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that in the winter. <laughs> as soon as it's winter, I'm going to be like, damn, it's real honky out today. Am I yeah, right, folks? I, I, call, uh, I call winter white boy summer. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, uh, anyway, it is currently August 7th. Donda has not dropped. I am furious. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person who knew that it wasn't going to come out. People, uh, they were real convinced. I don't know if, you, if you've been following. Yeah, Arthur has been following. He, he gets it. My microphone stopped, or my, my headphones stopped working. Yeah, I noticed. That's fine. Nobody, nobody's listening to this part. This is the part where I talk about Kanye West. Everyone tunes out. <laughs> this is basically your ad section. <laughs> it's our ad. We're just advertising um, an album that will never come out and does not exist. I, I mean, don't know. He, he I... played it in totality on August 5th to a stadium of people. 
live stream to millions of computers. I don't think it exists. I'm convinced that it's not real. I not to encourage you to talk about this more because okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm saying. I guess personally, just selfishly, I want to encourage you because I don't know anything about this. I I, I sort of stopped uh, uh, paying attention after um, after the Jesus thing, like the Jesus turn. Oh, this uh, is this is his best era. That is just it's hard for me to believe. Yeah, people people are not into it. Um, but his most recent album, Jesus is King, honestly, sincerely, nobody likes the stake, sincerely, in my opinion, top three. Um, I, I love it. It's a great album. Um, so for the uninitiated, July 23rd, 2020, Kanye announced that he was dropping an album named Donda, which is his mother's name dedicated to his dead mother. How sweet. Um, and then July 23rd comes. He doesn't say anything. The album doesn't come out. Nothing happens. Uh, like two months goes by and then like Kim Kardashian is like, oh, by the way, the album's not out. And you're like, yeah, thanks, Kim. Kimberly. Uh, Kim, if you're listening, I love you. Please, please DM me. <laughs> I've been asking you to DM me on Twitter for eight years now. Is she single now? Um, I think she's getting back with Kanye personally. I think that's I think that's in the cards. That's nice. Yeah, I, I would love that for them. Honestly, they're a good couple. They kind of um, you kind of can't lose because it's you know you get to you, you get to be happy for for Kanye if they get back together, but um, if they break up, then she's back on the market. It's true. Um, yeah, so didn't come out, and then July twenty third, twenty twenty one. He was like, by the way, album's coming out, Donda. And I was like, no, it's not. That's not happening. Don't lie to me. Uh, because I've been a fan of him for a long time, and uh, that's what he does. He lies. He, he doesn't He doesn't tell the truth. I don't know if he knows that that's a sin, but, like, not supposed to be doing that. Um, so he lied about it, and then he was like, okay, but, like, for real, for real, two weeks from now, August 6th, it's coming. Um, it's not, it's not Kanye. <laughs> and everybody on Twitter was like, for real though, like I, I knew it wasn't coming last year, like it's way too soon, but like now the timing feels right. And I'm like, it's not coming. Everyone was convinced. And I was like, no. This is, you cannot convince me that this album exists until I am seven tracks deep. And uh, it's not real. So, uh, fuck you, Kanye, first and foremost. Uh, did you That's listen it. to the, the stream? No, I'm, I'm preserving my ears until the album is actually done. Because mm. um, otherwise, um, I don't know. It's not his artistic vision if it's not done. I, I you know, I, I think I relate to the idea of a, um, a creative process that is just kind of just waiting uh, for a manic episode to strike. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and just telling people it's on its way. <laughs> it's coming. I can feel it. 
I can uh, feel my mental state declining. <laughs> it's like there's so much pressure, and people are so mad at him for lying twice now that he's got a he's got a spiral soon. Um, but allegedly, it's like an hour and twenty minutes, his longest album to date. Which uh, after his last three being less than thirty minutes, pretty cool. Really, the last three were were thirty. I wait. He aided uh, Yay, his self-titled Yay, yeah. and then Kitsy Ghost, which was the collab okay. with uh, Child Cuddy, yeah, and then Jesus is King is like 27, I think. I forgot to count Kitsy Ghost. Yeah, it's a collab. Did you grow I, up around like uh, uh, a lot of Christianity? I grew up around a lot of Eminem fans, if that gives you an idea. Okay. <laughs> I... I Grew up uh, hearing a lot of Limp Biscuit. Is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think Is that everyone, covered? I think everyone, every child of the of the nineties did. All right, it's fair. Um, no, I didn't grow up around any religion really. I had to ask my mom when I was eleven. I was like, "What are we? Are we Jewish?" And she was like, "No, we are. We are not Jewish. Don't ever say that." We wish. Um, she informed me that we were Protestant and I was like, okay. Um, and the only time I've been to church is when I got tricked. Uh, okay. I was, I was told I was going to my cousin's house for an Easter party. And then, uh, we just went to church and then we went home and I was Ultimate like, Easter party. <laughs> I was like, we, you could have just told me like, <laughs> it's fine. I didn't even really want to go to my cousin's house anyway. Like, you could—I don't want to go anywhere. Just tell me the truth. That's a—that's a really strange lie. But I, it is a strange lie. Being around a—I know that you—you were not a toddler, but just being around a toddler, like all the time, you come to appreciate how much you just need to, yeah. if not outright lie, then just misrepresent what is happening basically all the time, so that they will not. Flip the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, they hate reality. Yeah. And uh, they're right. It's true. I also hate children. Mm. I've, I've been railing on this for a couple weeks now. I just, I hate children. They're they're just awful creatures. I, I, uh, I don't want them to exist. I, I get that. And I, I tend to agree. I like Sorry my little nephew. I like my little nephew. He's cool. Yeah. Um, but also, it is weird to see stuff in him that, like, just is on its surface kind of obnoxious to me. And then I just realize, like, oh, that's just like, that's just the beginning of a bad habit that I have. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. This is exactly what I was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I hate them. It's like he'll, he really, he gets a lot of positive reinforcement for, he'll, his nickname is Bubba. So, um, he'll do something like rude and then he'll go, silly Bubba. And it was great. And it's still pretty great. But then he'll (laughs) just keep doing it. He'll like hammer the bit into the ground. Yeah. It's like, I, I just feel myself doing that. And, uh, and it makes me, it makes me mad. Yeah. I frequently will, uh play off all of my my shortcomings with humor yeah <laughs> silly bubba yeah skilly uh, uh 
Skilly, uh, well, you get it. Yeah, I get it. That's yeah. That's the funny part of the bit. Yeah, why would I finish you don't, it? You don't need the, the surrounding parts of That's why all my favorite jokes are just punchlines. Yeah, what but... If, what if a comedian just went on stage and just only said the punchlines? Uh, isn't that... Wasn't there kind of like a song like that in in the pop star movie, the the Andy Samberg? Never stop, never stopping. Yeah, I just rewatched that. That's a good movie. I believe that it's a good movie. I saw it once in theaters again, not in the UFO theater. I was two adults for that. Mm, had to put away it, childish things and watch a movie by Andy Samberg in a regular movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> A mature movie theater. In an art house uh, cinema. I've been to one. I will call it an art house cinema. It was just a, a movie theater with a piano in the lobby. Yeah, there there was a... I know I said there were two theaters, but there were actually three. Because one of them <laughs> uh, uh, in my, my hometown... Uh, we try and forget about that one. Well, the, the smaller theater used to be a morgue. Like okay. A, Weird transition. Yeah, it was a church and then a morgue and then an an art theater. You know what? That's actually cool. It was all right. I saw the Tree of Life there. Interesting. And The Room. The Tommy Wiseau film? Yeah, the Tommy Wiseau joint. Right, the vehicle. Yeah, he's he's sort of the white Do people still call them vehicles? Uh... Like if you're a, if you're a, a, a movie exec and you're like we need a Vin Diesel vehicle, I you know I, it's the kind of word I I bet that is still used when a film critic just needs another way to say movie. Yeah, I hate that about articles that they always have to use like a different word. Uh, one thing I, I I just don't have like Microsoft Word. I've been using Pages because I'm on a Mac, and okay. I appreciate that uh, I do not have the option of right clicking a word. Just going down to the synonyms uh, bar. I I hate that I can't do that sometimes. Just like in real life. Oh, I just want to. I just want to sound smart. Oh, I'll still Google that shit all the time. But I mean, it's not. It's just a little bit less accessible. Yeah, I have to. Confront. I think that's growth. Just Thank like you. <laughs> just a horrible habit. Make it slightly less acceptable, accessible, uh, and acceptable. Um, I think you're you're on your way to adulthood. That's the nicest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> you're welcome. I meant it sincerely. <laughs> and that is my strategy with all bad habits, which is to keep doing them, but just to make just make my life a little worse. Yeah. Uh, every time I, I indulge, I do frequently. I don't know if I do it on purpose. Maybe I do. I went through a, a, a long phase where I was like, what if I just don't do anything that I enjoy, but I I still indulge? Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got addicted to Coke Zero. I feel like I've been in that for about three or four years. People don't get it. People are not on board. I'm like, yeah, I go to a restaurant. And I, I look at the their drink fridge and I say, I would like a Coke Zero, please. And then I drink it and I go, I don't like this beverage at all. And then I do it again the next day. Yeah. 
it's the kind of it's like if you go without it for a bit you can just like and then you have one you can just get kind of a glimpse of what it's like to enjoy it just from no, the I can't. no you can't even if you can't no. if you stop for two days my issue is that i just drink it every day so it's just i it, yeah um i've grown accustomed to it yeah i i drink it every day but like i've never liked it like when i first started getting it i was like i don't like this this is not a flavor that i enjoy they have drinks that i do enjoy i will not get them it was like a it was a punishment for indulging i wasn't concerned about calories in uh what i've been doing lately in like uh just general meetings uh i kind of can't help myself i will just treat the like whatever development executive I'm speaking with, I'll just sort of treat them like a, like a therapist. Uh, yeah. And believe it or not, it has not worked, but I was just talking with someone about how, like, I will, I will watch stuff. I just don't enjoy because if I watch something I was enjoying, it would feel like recreation. Yeah. And I wanted, it needs to feel like work. Yeah. Like I don't want to actually do something, but I still want to feel like I've been working. Yeah. So let's just do something slightly bad. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, I used to brush my teeth with baking soda because it tasted disgusting. Mm. I was like, this is extremely like less pleasant than using flavored toothpaste. Um, and when I did the switch, I brushed my teeth like four times a day. I wow. Like, I mean, I think there's probably some value in that. It's like taking... Yeah, it's- People take cold showers because uh, you get something unpleasant out of the way and then you you have the rest of your day. Which um, is also unpleasant. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know who had an unpleasant day? Who? This Austrian man that I have pulled up an article about. Um, this happened. I don't know when it happened, but the article was uploaded June 16th, 2020. Is this, is this about Hitler? <laughs> this, this is about Hitler. This is the downfall episode. <laughs> the the bad boy this week is Hitler. <laughs> uh, now, a lot of people think that he was a bad guy, but he doesn't get a lot of credit. He did kill Hitler. It's <laughs> pretty pretty big deal. He did what the rest of the world couldn't. Everyone's like, if I had supernatural abilities if i could go back in time he did it boy someone beat you to it and you're not gonna like who just a a buzzfeed clickbait article (laughs) you'll never believe who killed hitler (laughs) Uh, (laughs) anyway this is uh this is not hitler uh this is an austrian man um, so this is from last year, June 16th. I don't know if you remember, uh, last year around June, things mm. were a little rough. A lot That's of, not my memory of it, but go ahead. <laughs> a lot of discontent in the world. Um, so this man, he was, uh, fined. Um, and what do you, what do you imagine this man's crime was as, as an Austrian? Hmm. I just, I just want you to guess. I'm trying to think of what an Austrian would do wrong, and nothing is coming to mind. Yeah. 
Okay, it was exactly. A, it, it was a fine, so it can't have been. It's like, not that murder. bad. Okay. It's not that bad. I am going to guess that he uh, had sex. Oh. With a cop. <laughs> That's illegal. Hey, it's a different culture. Uh, you, he was fined by uh, Black Lives Matter. Didn't say he was fined by the government. <laughs> it's a suggested fine. It's non-binding. It's like a citizen's arrest, but yeah. a citizen fining. <laughs> That's a good bit. I could get on board with that. Just start handing out tickets. Just, yeah, citizen's parking ticket. <laughs> Just payable. Just write the cash pay cat check payable to cash. Um, so he was fined for farting with full intent at police. Oh, so I was half right. <laughs> yep, uh, a real a cab move, if you ask me. <laughs> um, so he was charged five hundred euros, which is like I don't know six hundred fifty seven hundred dollars. Um, wow. For, for breaking wind loudly and intentionally in front of a police officer. And that was his charge. That was his charge, Specifically yeah. Specifically is a crime. Uh, it was allegedly offending public decency. Mm. Pretty um, broad. I bet he could fight that. Yeah, they alleged that the man behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during an encounter with officers that preceded the fart. Is there video? Uh, there's not video. According to officials, the man stood up from a park bench, looked at the police nearby, and let go a massive intestinal wind, apparently with full intent. And our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much. So it doesn't sound like he, like, pointed toward them he, he just looked them in the eye i guess and they're like you know what no you're going to jail and then they realized i couldn't arrest him fully i'm like give us 500 bucks just like, <laughs> i don't like there is a picture of a man being handcuffed but i think it's just a stock photo that's um, uh i would like to know how that turned out i feel like the Austrian ACLU should get involved. This is not right. <laughs> what race do you think this man was, huh? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it does not say. Which means he's white. Um, yeah. Who's to say? Uh, so that's my crime. That's it. It was a full, like, two minutes of story. <laughs> That's a good crime. Thank I support you. this man. I will be starting a bail fund. <laughs> it's a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would never disrespect a cop, though. I would. That's insane. I disrespected. You. I disrespected my uh, school cop. Did you have a school cop? No, we had uh, a chubby little security guard. Um, we had we had real police officers that like they must have fucked up real bad. They're like, you're on high school duty, dude. It was probably a traffic cop that they're just like, look, 
you suck. And they were like permanently, or at least like for a long time, assigned to yeah, like oh, at, like no. daily, eight to four. In the school, and like there's not a lot to do. Like at lunchtime, there's an hour where kids are a little bit rambunctious, but for the most part, they're just like sitting in math class, not learning algebra. Uh, I wish I said sitting in English class, not learning algebra. <laughs> it's always, it's always a better joke. Um, yeah, so one of them was like, uh, "I'm really bored. Do you want to skip your next class?" And I'll just like sign off for you that like you were talking to the police and i was like whatever dude um and then he just spent like 45 minutes telling me about surfing and i was like you have to shut up dude (laughs) i'm missing math class legitimately it was math class um to talk to you about surfing that's incredible i mean it's obviously very boring but (laughs) That's yeah. That's pretty chill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then I left, and then I ran into my math teacher immediately after math class ended, and uh, she was like, "You're here, but you, you like just missed my class. What are you doing?" And I was like, "I was talking to the police. Real serious business." And she was like, "Oh, okay. That's fine." punch your palm you said it my threatening her yeah i was with the police i was talking to the police about a murder i committed and i got away with it yeah for killing a teacher (laughs) it's a a future thought crime actually (laughs) of not being interested in surfing yeah uh surfing kind of sucks let's be real right folks i have a hard time getting on board with a sport that is so nice on oh on board i have a hard time hanging 10 (laughs) on a sport that is so dependent on the weather maybe it's just that's a result of like being from oregon and the weather just being insane and just like unpredictable all the time what's a sport that's not dependent on the weather curling yeah, shot put, basketball, uh, anything indoors, I guess. Yeah, golf. I was just looking at photos of um, of professional shot putters, like mid shot put, and they're yeah. very funny. Also, the they're world, strong. They're, you know, not enough people are saying this. These guys are strong as hell. We should really acknowledge them with a medal if they're yeah. strong. It doesn't have to be like a gold medal. I mean, for the best one, obviously. You Only give... one, though. Otherwise, top, it means Top nothing. two, not gold. That's pretty fucked up, actually. Top two is still really good. It's very impressive. Well, I just found out how much uh, uh, American like gold medal winners... like how much money they get if they win a gold medal. It's like $20,000. Yeah. Like Italy pays like, I don't know, something like the equivalent of like $600,000. Likely that's because they win so few. It's like they don't have to worry about it that much, but still feels like for the emphasis, we, uh, 
we put on like Olympic dominance in the in the U.S. and also the emphasis we put on uh, getting rich. <laughs> Seems like yeah. that's uh that's fucked up. Yeah, it's Jeff Bezos doing probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, Simone Biles. We got to talk about Simone Biles. Something happened. I don't really know. Did it ever. And I Uh, don't really know either. But, oh, my understanding is (laughs) my understanding is that uh, she's black, folks. And the Amplex didn't take too kindly to that, I guess. I'm not really sure. Pretty yeah. sure John Olympic uh, wasn't into it. So I gotta say, if the allegations are true that she is, uh, in fact, a uh, African American, and the Olympics were not okay with that, that actually sucks. And I think that we should consider taking action. Back to you, <laughs> Skill. Um, yeah, honestly. If that's true, and I believe that it is, I disagree. (laughs) If it's true, it's good. And if it's not, then it should be. Uh, um, I don't don't know how to look this up. I just Googled Simone Biles. Uh, My understanding is she's too good at Olympics to be in the Olympics. That's the actual truth of it. Mm-hmm. They were like, um, you're you're good and nobody else is, so don't do it. And then she said, I don't want to do the Olympics anymore. And everyone's like, wow, what are you, black? It's unrelated. <laughs> and you're quoting from, from this article you found? Uh, yeah, this is from uh, people.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where they, they have an article on every person. Like there's an article on Simone Biles, an article on... Uh, Huey Newton, what does it Boy say George, <laughs> uh, Man George, really different the people. Whole... Not just one is not just yeah. Man George is his younger brother. <laughs> That's so interesting. What about girl George and she's trans? Dan, that would rule. I I know absolutely nothing about Boy George. You thought I knew nothing about Simone Biles? I I, I know he got in trouble for a bathroom incident, but beyond that... I think that's Pee Wee Herman. I thought he was a theater incident. What, I think it? that's um, the the guy I just read an article about from Austria. Uh... He, got in, he got in trouble for a bathroom incident. Uh, yeah, that was the official crime. Yeah. I think it's illegal to go to the bathroom, right? I mean, in this in this climate? <laughs> might as well be. Uh, I have a, a, a crime that I don't think I've referred to uh, yeah, on, on the show. Hey, who knows? Uh, I mean, like, before, like, in previous okay. episodes. Okay. Uh, but... Did you read about when Uma Thurman was... uh, Absolutely um, not, but go on. She 
had, uh, I forget if it was in an interview, I don't think she wrote an article, but there was some interview where she expressed that she uh, was upset with Quentin Tarantino because years previously when they were filming Kill Bill, uh, he had her do her own stunt in a car. And mm -hmm. uh, it was this uh, this like blue convertible, this very specific, like, uh, I should look up what kind of car it was, but it was a, it was a blue convertible. Um, okay. And, uh, and she got apparently pretty badly injured uh, and was very upset with Quentin Tarantino for having her, uh, having had her do the stunt. Uh, now, my friend uh, uh, is the daughter of a, a guy who directed like uh, some like a TV show in the uh, in the eighties, and he lives across the Clint street. Eastwood. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He directed uh, the TV show American Sniper, uh, which okay. inspired Chris Kyle. To become America's favorite bloodthirsty gunman. I thought that was Chris Dorner. Close second. Um, uh, I'm not going to just continue to name shooters. <laughs> I wanted to. For the record, I did want to. But I I will abstain. I was trying to think of another Chris. Another another murderous Chris. but I. Um, Chris lots. Evans murders my patients. Oh, um, because he's killing all those kids. Yeah. He's, he's the grim reaper for children. Is there, you think people call Jesus Chris sometimes? Uh, Sounds like a fun nickname. Yeah. Uh, you mean in, in heaven or casually? Like casually. They're like, hey, Chris, can you build me a, a sofa? Uh, Chris, Chris T. Chris T. Yamaguchi. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. just like telling someone from the Bible that people with the last name Yamaguchi exist? They'd lose their fucking mind, dude. <laughs> they would stop believing in God. Uh, I don't know what that bit is. I think it's extremely racist. <laughs> Um, I just, there's nothing wrong with the last name Yamaguchi, but I think people from the Bible would think that there is. I mean, probably if you told people from the Bible about the last name Smith, they would think it was equally insane. Uh, why don't you just have a normal last name like Baccaratus? Yeah. <laughs> Hammurabi. Not from the Bible. <laughs> He did. He's from uh, the he Fertile did. Crescent. Uh, I did a, a presentation on Hammurabi in my law class in high school. And I I had to clarify it to the class, like, uh, his name's Hammurabi, but he's not a Hebrew rabbi. And nobody thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, this is fun wordplay, right, folks? And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just tell me about his stupid rules about eye for an eye. The man loved rules. <laughs> Famously, he loved rules. So much that he wrote anytime, anytime he was talking about rules, he would smile. That's how I know. <laughs> he was the first guy to think to write down a rule. Before that, people just had a word of mouth and they're like, it's really easy to get gaslit if you don't write things down. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this zine. <laughs> the first e zine, the code of Hammurabi. Uh, but my my friend uh, lives across the. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, still, or her her parents still do live across the street from Quentin Tarantino, oh, and yeah. purely by coincidence, my uh, uh, my friend's dad owned what was you know make and model. It was not the same literal car, but it was the exact. Uh, it was not like the the physically same car, but it was the same exact make and model and color. Um, like an evil twin. Yeah. Or I guess the good twin. Yeah. The car that uh, that Uma Thurman had crashed in, uh, and shortly after the filming of of Kill Bill Two, I'm not exactly sure when that was, but it was the, the timeline works out. Um, okay. My friend's dad's car was torched. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. By an anonymous assailant, and nobody knows why. And so, when the story came out years later about this injury. That Uma Thurman had there. Uh, uh, there was plenty of speculation. A lot of dots to connect. Yes, that it may have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, yeah. There's two dots. There are two specific dots of information. Um. Uh, there is speculation that a hired goon. <laughs> okay. Interesting. That's a third dot. <laughs> Uh, burned this car thinking it belonged to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but there's no confirmation and the, the story, uh, the story's ongoing. So yeah, the police are still on it. They're so close. <laughs> Did you share with the police station this information that you have gleaned from your years of research on the subject? I went down there with a big fat briefcase. Just Full of old newspapers. And I said, listen up, you fucking pigs. I'm about to blow this case wide open. Yeah. Then I, uh, I was talking about OJ, but then I sort of, once I got through all that, presenting yeah. my information. Which side were you on, on OJ? Uh, I just wanted everybody to have a good time. <laughs> So guilty. <laughs> I think, hey, if that's what you wanted, then that's what I want. I I think that he's innocent. I've gone on record on the on a redacted retconned episode that I think OJ is innocent. Um, and I I will also go on record again, clarifying it was not OJ. It was his son Jason. I've I've read. I will I will die on that hill. I've read some compelling speculation about that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 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 but I'm just a huge fan of the Juice, and I love the Naked Gun series. Yeah, um, you did mention. Yeah, I'm established. I've laid yeah. this laid the groundwork. <laughs> You've got to believe yeah. me. Uh, I love. I don't OJ. think I've ever seen it. Oh really? Have you seen the clip of OJ uh, uh, from spiking the first a baby? Um, I, I saw OJ spiking an infant into the ground like a football. I um, like that. I don't remember that, but it's very. Is that from? There's the... that is from Naked Gun. One of them. Um, 
I watched it in film school. I went to film school and uh, we were shown um, Battleship Potemkin. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Battleship Potemkin? Oh, yeah. One of the famous uh, movie babies in danger. Yeah, that's um, the fuck is it? Sergi Eisenstein. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Sergi Eisenstein locked in there. Um, yeah, there's a there's a staircase scene in Battleship Potemkin, which gets referenced in one of the Naked Gun movies. There's a, a carriage, a stroller going down the the insanely long steps and there's a shootout at the end of the at the end of the scene oj saves the baby that was going to crash after falling down all the the steps and then he's so excited that he spikes the baby into the ground and it dies good bit honestly that's the only only information I know about that film series. So in film school, they showed you the the original, and then they showed you how it's been perfected yeah. over time. Yes, they're like, look, this is this is how you might start out. You might start out as a Sergi Eisenstein type, but uh, you might not even, you might not even know how to film in color. Yeah, uh, but you will grow into a real David Zucker. Honestly, my ideal director. I looked up uh, OJ Naked Gun because I wanted I wanted to send you the um, a, a clip of OJ, but all the uh, all the image results are censored. That's that's fair because the gun is nude. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, David Zucker. I'm looking at his filmography. Good stuff in here. Yeah, an American Tale. Basketball classic movie, scary movie five. Are you familiar with his uh, his rightward turn? I am not. I see that he directed scary movie three, four, and five, and then nothing since twenty thirteen and TBA Spaghetti versus Noodle. So high hopes for that one. Yeah, I can't wait till that's announced. Uh, an American Carol. Excuse me. Is it? Is yeah, it, yeah, it is David Zucker. Yeah, yeah, he did do that one. It's his Michael Moore takedown. I, I see that based on the cover. Perfectly timed in two thousand eight. <laughs> I mean, that is around the time. I guess it feels. I guess after like Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, Michael Moore kind of fell off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the, the trailer is a real bummer. <laughs> Can't imagine why. When did uh, it came out in two thousand two? So I would have been ten. Um, my parents rented Bowling for Columbine from Blockbuster, and we watched it together. I didn't understand anything. I didn't know what Columbine was. I was ten. My parents didn't teach me about that. They're just like, guns don't exist, son. See, my parents couldn't get enough of it. They loved it. Yeah, so we watched the movie. Um, and then we fell asleep. And then, if you remember DVDs, they just loop the, the menu screen forever. And then I just woke up not knowing how to turn off the DVD player and just hearing Take the Skinheads Bowling for like 45 minutes. 
And I was like, I don't know what this means, but I think it's infecting my brain. Yeah, how formative do you think that is? <laughs> oh, I still remember it. So. <laughs> uh, I uh, went to, I watched the Oscars at my like middle school Republican friend's house. And they all, like his whole family booed Michael Moore. Interesting. Uh, during his anti-Iraq war Oscar acceptance speech. And I almost started crying. You were pro-Iraq at the time? or I was a little lib. I was a little coastal lib. I'm sorry that you had to live through that phase. I'm glad you're past it. I was just upset at all these Hollywood phonies. Yeah. A real Ricky Gervais take. Also a coastal lib. Take it back. <laughs> you are... Uh, Different than Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Thank you. That's all it takes. That's the nicest thing. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all I got. We talked about everything. Yeah, we covered it. We're really good podcasters. We're great. We don't need coach. Hey, coach. Fuck you. Got him. He's not listening. Um, yeah. Sub- subscribe to the Patreon. I did yeah. it. He, it's true. He did it. I saw his name. And I've never been happier. Have you consumed any of the content? I'm getting to it. <laughs> you know, you don't need to give us money. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. I support uh, creators. It's true. I give your money to Skillshot. Yes. Um, I need it because as we discussed, I do not have a job. Um, in a weird twist of events, if you recall our previous conversation where I was just like absolutely losing my mind, imagining working at a cheese factory, <laughs> I have applied to a cheese factory. Oh, hell yeah. So, so um, I would love to get that job. I'd love to make cheese. Do I think you... that's sorry, please. I think that's ideally the career move. The I'm, next I'm logical curious step. About, I'm curious about the smell. How would it make you smell? How would the yeah. factory smell? I mean, you get used to it, but then what kind of smells are you bringing home? Yeah, that is a bit of a concern. But then I don't, I don't maybe candy factories also produce a smell yeah that's for sure i also used to work at a soap factory that was also i have very um odorous jobs which is good because uh then like i don't need to like put on deodorant so i'm just gonna smell like sugar anyway i'm just gonna smell like cheese yeah, you could. I mean, if you wanted to, you could get a deodorant that complements it, like a salty deodorant. Mm. Smell salty. And Do you sweet. think they make that? Uh, I think they make basically everything. You check Goop for a salt deodorant. Let's let's do some investigative journalism right now. Salt. It exists, folks. Ball deodorant. 
Salt and Stone Brain Dead Edition. That's up my alley. I don't know, dude. Everything's fine. Yeah, I just love, like, all products are all right with me. Just all of them? I just, yeah, I just love products. Do you have a product idea? Like, if you're going to be an inventor, do you have an idea that you'll, you'll just never use that we could give to the ether? When I when I used to like watch Rugrats, you know, because Tommy Pickles' dad was an inventor, even as like a little kid, it always made me really insecure that I never had any invention ideas. You've never had an invention idea. Um, I'm gonna throw out some ideas that I have that I think would make great money. Um, I just got a very weird email. Um. Okay, so here's one idea. Scented Kleenex. I think they make that. But it's prank Kleenex and it smells really bad. <laughs> I mean, you right? could, any product that smells like anything. <laughs> you could just make a, a prank. Actually, that explains a lot of products to me. Yeah, like a lot of novelty products that basically there are just a, there's a category of thing that you can then make bad. <laughs> just make any bad thing and then yeah. just label it prank. <laughs> uh, here's another one: flavored latex gloves for dentists. Hmm. I'm right. not mad at that. See, it's a good idea. They're, they're, all, they're already flavored like latex. Yeah. Imagine, like, you know when they're like, what flavor fluoride do you want? Mint or bubble gum? Or, like, chocolate-covered donut? And you're just like, I don't know if these flavors mean anything. They all taste disgusting. <laughs> Imagine that, but it's the gloves that are in your mouth for 30 minutes. Yeah, they really have not cracked the code. <laughs> they have flavored the flavor. condoms. They do. They certainly do. With the with the I've laser, never tasted the, um, them, but I think I think they have good reviews. Oh, are you checking the reviews? No, but I could. I I just think in my brain, I think that that's gone over well. That people enjoy that they're flavored. They're like, yeah, <laughs> uh, strawberry. Put it in my mouth. In the case of the dentist gloves, if you if they could find a way to make them like taste more like latex, that would be <laughs> that'd be great. Because it's yeah. always very. The dentist always has to tell me to stop licking his finger. Yeah, I guess that would be weird. They're just like, wow, this tastes really good. And they just like suck on their dentist's fingers. But if I could get, if it was a more intense flavor, I wouldn't have to work so hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fold my tongue around his. I stand by it. I stand by it. It's a good idea. Um, uh, that's all you get. I have other ideas. You're not going to get them. I might use them one day. Now it's it's really fucking me up that I, I feel I feel like I should have even just bad invention ideas just on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But I just shut down when I when things start to actually. You know what? That's probably why I'm uh, I'm less I'm not successful as an artist because the the moment uh, things actually need to be practical even slightly. Yeah. They need to have some application or appeal to anyone. <laughs> I just, I, I, my brain throws a tantrum. 
that's you know that's an art style you could work for um i don't know capitalists i i think i'm i think the opposite is true like if you if you were like a city planner and and you're just like look we need to have this to just like be inaccessible to anybody they'd be like oh good it's anti-homeless that's what we want oh yeah no, I um, when I when I first this saw the hostile uh, architecture. When I first saw the healthcare.gov website, I thought, like, did I make this? <laughs> you may have. That's what I think. Whenever I see something that sucks, <laughs> that's a little depressing. <laughs> it's about as depressing as my realization is. Uh, I like anything until I realize I was involved in creating it. Like, if I had, like, a voice changer on this podcast and I listened to it, I'd be like, this is good. This is fun. And then the voice changer goes away. I'm like, oh, that's me. I fucking hate this. You must hate your dreams. I do. It's like Like all my ambitions are nightmares. (laughs) Um, You have a good time and then you realize that, like, it's all coming from from a source that you hate. Yeah, like the more because I make music, the more I improve at music, I'm like, one day I'll be as good as other people who make music who make worse music than I do. But I just think that there's like a level of skill where it'll sound like I didn't make it. That's yeah, you're not supposed to be doing that. No, I get that. that You're supposed to be embracing the the unique quality that you bring that only you can have. And I'm like, that's the part that sucks. If this sounded more formulaic, it would be better. Yeah. This needs to transcend me. Yeah. Cause I am not working. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Um, here's another invention idea. <laughs> this... uh, here, here's an app idea. Now, I've told this to several people. They have all told me it's an awful idea. Um, So you can transfer music through Bluetooth, any files, right? And let's say you're on the New York subway. You don't have access to Wi-Fi or data. Um, But if you have this app, it connects your Bluetooth to other people's Bluetooths, and you can listen to their saved music. Did you? What was there? Was like a, a a Wi-Fi equivalent to that back before, like music streaming, where you just like hook up. It was like a big dorm thing. You just hook up everyone's iTunes libraries to each other. Yeah, that sounds right. But this is for phones. Oh, this sounds like it's more applicable to like the current day. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, this is- I, I'm unaware of this. I, I did not live in a dorm, but... Um, oh, you're missing out. Yeah, I dropped out of film school. I didn't have a chance to live in a dorm. You just learned all you needed to know? Um, specifically, I didn't learn anything that I needed to know to pass the class. I, I watched Battleship Potemkin for... About three minutes, and then I watched The Naked yeah. Gun for about three minutes. You watched Battleship Potemkin, and you were like, damn, this sucks. Then you watched The Naked Gun <laughs> on your phone. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> this is it. 
I, like, this is the future. This is the blueprint to make movies. Like, I don't need the school. <laughs> and uh, my film projects don't get any funding at the moment, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah. I also I, went to film school and took about, uh, I think, two film classes and somehow was allowed to was allowed to graduate. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's uh, honestly, you you did it. Minimal effort, maximum reward. <laughs> A degree that has gotten you nothing. <laughs> I assume. Nothing. <laughs> I assume because you have nothing. Um, no, but also that they, also that they do not provide you with that. Like no producer is going to be like, "What was your GPA?" Yeah. Film school kind of is just watching movies. Yeah, it's uh, it really was a, a daycare in a way that I wish that I had recognized at the time because it would have saved quite a bit of money. Yeah. It's, film school is like every day you have a substitute teacher. <laughs> they just throw a video on. You're just watching Bill Nye in film school. Yeah, that's kind of a good bit. What happens when you have a substitute teacher in film school? Yeah, they they thinking teach wistfully. you math. <laughs> they do real education. You know what I think? There should be a like a class in every college that like it has a generic name, like it's called Communications One Hundred Two. Um, and it's just like group therapy. I think they should nice. trick people. <laughs> they should trick people into doing therapy. I I feel like I should have done like just like like painting or like just fine art in college. Yeah. That's kind of how I imagine the upper level like fine art classes. <laughs> it's just therapy with yeah an easel in front of you. Yeah, you just uh, you you look at nude people standing very still and then try wish. And try not to betray how horny you are with your, yeah. uh, with your sketches yeah that's I mean that's a culture I'm not going to say which one but that's a culture <laughs> I think I think we all know um, that's the episode we were supposed to wrap and I I went on a tangent as I do. That's all right. I like uh, I like podcasting. Me too, dude. That's why I do it because I'm like, as soon as this is over, um, my day is done, and then I I don't get to do anything fun until Tuesday. What's on Tuesday? We're recording again. Oh hell yeah. That's why I started a Patreon so I could just record more, and then people actually paid. It's wild, huge mistake. Uh, now it feels like a job, and now I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated. Um, you know, I just like keep doing crimes. We'll just find a new crime. Sure. <laughs> we'll do a four-hour episode. Uh, I was. 
they've talked about this on other podcasts, so it's not something I would like harp on. But um, there's a detail that I haven't heard mentioned. You know, Don Simpson. He, Don he, Lemon. No, Don <laughs> Lemon spoke at my graduation. Uh, I'm sorry. So did Jay Leno. Jay Again. Leno and Don Lemon. The two Lems. Lemons. Two sides of the same coin. Uh, uh, Don Simpson produced a lot of um, a lot of movies with Jerry Bruckheimer. Okay. He, he was also uh, addicted to a number of drugs that sounds made up. Uh, and he he didn't want to go through a traditional. There's a whole saga, and he eventually died. But uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, there was a whole saga where he didn't want to go to a traditional. Uh, rehab so he hired a doctor to come live with him yeah and and uh, as you do a, a short time into the doctor's stay in his guest house the doctor died of an overdose on what in the house uh, let me see <laughs> not that it matters but uh like is it something that he brought or is it something that he's just like oh you you got this Simpson refused to admit himself into a traditional rehab facility. In 1995, he employed Dr. Stephen Ammerman, blah, 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 uh, had a history of drug abuse himself. Uh, uh, Ammerman designed what has, been dis- what has been called a dangerously unorthodox detox program, uh, which included several medications, including morphine, for Simpson to take. On August 15th, 1995, Ammerman was found dead in the shower of the pool house at Simpson's estate. Uh, was later determined he died of an accidental overdose of cocaine, Valium, Venal, uh, uh, sorry, Venlafaxine, and morphine. So this is uh, stuff that he brought, presumably. Yes, to treat addiction. In 1995? I mean, I thought we figured out cocaine was bad in, like, 1989. I figured out it was bad in about 2019. <laughs> Better late than uh, so on and so forth. Uh, <laughs> um, I I went to find another crime to continue this bit, and I was like, "What about podcast crimes?" And I googled that, and it's a lot of true crime podcasts. So <laughs> I forgot that that's a thing, even though I'm currently at this moment hosting one. You should do a Dirty John reaction podcast. Uh, I should um, not do a podcast anymore. I think this is the last episode. Oh, well, it was an honor. Thank you. Also, I just realized that mine was not a crime. Well, kind of. It was illegal to have those things. (laughs) Drugs drugs are bad. There are no no. Um, So here's something interesting. I think that we can both relate to this one. Uh, related to podcast crimes on Google, somebody, people also ask, what is the most disturbing podcast? Number one, the most disturbing podcast, The Clown and the Candyman. Ooh. Interesting. Is that as far as you've gotten? That's that's the list, baby. (laughs) Um, And I feel like that's... uh, at least it's me. This is about John Wayne Gacy. I guess I should have figured that out. Yeah, that did not occur to me either. I, it sounded like a sort of a buddy thing. 
<laughs> a buddy cop movie yeah. with John Wayne Gacy. Felda and, and Louise um, for the boys. I don't think we have that. Or is that every other movie? <laughs> is every other movie Thelma and Louise for the boys? Where just, just two guys just, kill their wives and go on a road trip? Um, that's like kind of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, oh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point. Still one that, for the boys. <laughs> I mean, then, then we're just even with Thelma and Louise. It's really a one-all game. I'm looking to get ahead. <laughs> That's what um, Kevin Spacey said in 7. Uh, um, also Thelma and yeah. Louise for the boys. <laughs> right? Um, he also, I think, said that to uh, several uh, uh, production assistants on that movie. <laughs> I'm looking to get a... Uh, Head. Yeah. That was, my, that was my Kevin Spacey impression. It was great. Thank I you. could tell exactly who it was with the southern accent. Mm. Oh, what is this? A PS Vita? Gotta get one of these for the car. That's a line. That's a real line from House of Cards. Weird. You you sounded very much like a nineteen thirties mobster. Well, I'm not an impressionist. Yeah, you are I'm, not. I'm a professional podcaster. You are different than Robbie Goodwin. <laughs> and once again, I'm going to need you to take that back. You don't want to be different? I would prefer to be the same. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Robbie would prefer to not be the same. <laughs> but in terms of he'd like to be more like you and less like himself. That's a horrible thing to say. We'll discuss it off air. Fine, um, we're we're gonna end this episode. This is a this is a disaster. <laughs> you ever watch a disaster movie with Kim Kardashian? Oh, I missed that. That's... I miss when they would do that style of movie, and it just got so out of hand. Like, it started with Scary Movie, which we referenced earlier. And then, like, Superhero Movie. But then they just got, like, so abstract of, like, Epic Movie. It's like, what is, What are you even parodying at this point? Yeah. It's, it's like, not even a genre. Yeah. Like, they thought they were identifying a trend just because, like, three disaster movies came out within two years of each other. Um, yeah. I, I once, I once, it was the only time I've ever, I smoked a gravity bong, and I don't even react to like a small amount of, of weed well, but definitely in social yeah. situations, but uh, just got insanely high and watched Meet the Spartans, and I, I don't think, I don't know that I've ever been that sad. I remember but, when that trailer came out, people in my school were like interrupting class yelling about how excited they were to see that movie. Like, they were watching the trailer on their phone, on speaker, just being like, turning around, being like, yo, this movie looks incredible. There's nothing, there's, I don't even know if it was written. I don't I'm, think anybody wrote that movie. 
I wouldn't call myself a pro-cop guy, but I'm glad there was someone keeping an eye out at your school. Just making sure no one they, hurt themselves. Uh, I wish they did, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I have um, to go to the Natural History Museum soon. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that for you. That's fine. I go to the crystal section and just hang out. I love crystals. Interesting. They're cool as hell. And, uh, they, and I, they heal you, and they're the same as medicine. And I believe that. I also believe that. Well, good. Then we don't need to talk it, about it's it. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a Wiccan nugget. Mm, nugget in this case. Being Maybe like a like rock, a little thing, like a gold nugget. That's a real phrase. <laughs> yeah, it, Wiccan rhymes with chicken. Chicken nugget. Wiccan nugget. Uh, They're witches. Fuck, that rules. <laughs> now you're on board. I didn't, <laughs> That's the first time anyone's explained whoa. the joke, and someone was on board. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm yeah. You can't. I'm standing up out of my chair right now. It's a standing ovation of one person not clapping. They're too awestruck. (laughs) My hands have been up in the air this whole time. Uh, Yep. Nailed it. (laughs) All right. Closing on that brilliant note. I am the funniest man to exist. I agree. Thank you. I was trying to see if I could come up with another punchline. But with nothing to go off of, it's kind of hard. So I should have given you something to work with? Rather than just saying I agree? I I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I think you're a good foil. Uh, Wow. I'm not sure. Like, typically comedy duos are straight man, funny man. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because you're the funny one and I'm definitely not straight. Hmm. I, uh, that's <laughs> nothing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was distracted by, um, well, what I honestly, what I thought was a compliment. <laughs> I, I did mean it that you are the funny one. Um, I, think you're I was the processing how I was going to disagree with you, but and so I, I missed your joke. And I think that does make you the funny one, and it does make me. The trick to being funny is going over people's heads. I've always that's said true. that. I mean, that's true for like rap music. If someone's like, whoa, I don't understand anything he's saying, but it's probably good. Like, that's top tier rap music. I think that was really good for like. Four or five white guys in New York in 2003. It was that was like uh, ASAP Rock, uh, or a- ASAP yeah. Rock, uh, uh, yeah. Definitive jokes still... ethos. Yeah, Def jokes. That's Def, a... oh. It's definitive. I was, I was trying to, you know, be cool. Be like, I know what we're talking about. I was really um, overselling how much I knew about it. I basically know LP and Aesop Rock. Yeah, me too. Atmosphere's <laughs> in there. 
Oh yeah. The guy from Lincoln Park. Way over everyone's heads. <laughs> Mike Shinoda? No yeah, idea right. what that dude's fucking talking about. <laughs> uh, fucking. But like for real, I have no idea what a tribe called Quest is ever saying. They're probably good, right? People like them, Midnight Marauders. Yeah, I like them. I feel like I'm just so willing to accept that I just, my frame of reference is so thoroughly, like, uh, uh, white. Yeah. That I just, I don't know what is actually, like, too dense for me to understand and what is just referring to something that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I learned that there's, like, so many different words for gun. <laughs> I listen to rap music. I'm like, what are they talking about? And if they say a word I don't know, I'm just like, what if that meant gun? And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It's Makes weird sense. to there's a com there's a comedian named uh, uh, Stuart Lee who I really like, but he like is very just like specifically like just only makes reference like like his references are extraordinarily British, and you just kind of yeah. have to roll with it uh, uh, and just appreciate. Like that, you are you kind of have to pick up on what you're supposed to think of the thing that he's uh, referring to, uh, and I think I probably would yeah. not have been as equipped for that if I hadn't spent so much time listening to music that was uh, produced by people with experiences that yeah. I had that had no connective tissue with my own life. I I I don't like any music that does connect with me, you know. Interesting. I don't know if that's true, but like if I imagine like a white guy talking about like growing up in the suburbs, I'm like, this fucking sucks, dude. Give me Pusha T yelling about commercialism. Just like talk about killing people and buying Gucci. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I if there's one he person I Gucci. if there's one person I want to hear criticize commercialism, it is the man who came up with I'm loving it. <laughs> uh you know what? It's a good song. Hey, he knocked he it out should of the do park. A, he should do a full version. <laughs> a three and a half minute banger. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> you remember when uh, McDonald's like started trying to be urban? And they, wow. they did that, uh, like the McDonald's rap. No, when was this? What was the? I don't know. Two thousand five. I think vaguely. I think maybe. I, I. We were early adopters, uh, in in my home of TiVo, so I was out of touch with like commercials. Um, so I apologize. I'm not. It's fine. I'm not the ideal. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize I was speaking to the one percent. That's right. <laughs> Remember that next time. Next time you try to. Come to me. I'm sorry. I grew up having to specify white meat chicken nuggets at the drive-thru. <laughs> and <laughs> I guess we're just built different at this point. I was getting French chicken strips. Uh, yeah. At, I, had, uh, okay. I grew up, they didn't even have honey dipping sauce. Now that's like a staple there. And I don't get it, but I could. Honey, like honey mustard or just... No, just honey. Straight honey. Just honey. Just a little dipping cup of honey. They had that at KFC. 
and I was enthusiastic about it. It's good. Honey chicken. On that, we can agree. That crosses, you know, 1%, 99%. I like to often think about... That's what this podcast about, is about. It's about connecting. We got to unite. Look, the politicians, they want to divide us. Rich, poor, black, white, uh, gay, other ones. But we all... We're all the same. We all ultimately have the same kind of... Uh, 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 the same interest. And the same thing is in all of our interests, which is to get rid of the unions. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I like to think about like, like millionaires and billionaires have such wildly different lives than I do, but there are things that like, it doesn't get different at a certain point. It's just like, they don't, they have the same McDonald's. You know, like when they when Warren Buffett every day gets his fucking he's like, oh, this stock market had a good day. I'm going to spend one sixty five on an egg McMuffin. Um, When he does that, he gets the same thing that I do. That's true. I do wonder how much of that is like specifically kind of like designed to make us feel that way, that we have some connection with people who otherwise share none of our. uh yeah like he does he does go home and have 17 bedrooms and three indoor pools and a a heated curling rink or whatever the fuck he does um (laughs) i don't know why you would want it to be heated but that's a pool i think (laughs) it's just another pool (laughs) Uh, yeah um but like he gets the same Coke Zero. This is the same formula. That's true. Do you think it tastes any better knowing that um Well he gets it in a glass bottle, so yeah it does. <laughs> I can't I can't really afford that right now. I mean you could just get one glass bottle and fill it up. Be Warren Buffett for a day. <laughs> just buy a separate glass bottle. You could find a glass bottle on the street. Just boil it real quick. It's fine. Living like a rich man now. You know, ideally, I think Warren Buffett does that sometimes. Uh, Boils a glass bottle. (laughs) Yeah, he pours a can of Coke Zero into it. I hate Warren Buffett so much. What an absolute moron. Yeah. He has like he has like a hundred billion dollars and he's like if the stock market has a bad day, like I'm not going all out on McDonald's breakfast. And it's like just fucking read the room, yeah. dude. You're ninety-eight years old. Shut up, Warren Buffett. Oh yeah, I, I see your nephew. He's running around. That's my uh Hello Bubba. That's my nephew Fig. <laughs> he's wearing a hat. My mom is visiting. Oh, hello, Mom. Hello. How are you? She can't hear me, but it's fine. She says she's texting me. I hear that. Okay. I believe that you are um, being kicked out of the podcast. All right. Uh, That's it, everybody. Arthur's fired. He's never coming back. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Patreon.com slash badboycrimes. 
Um, eat the rich. Goodbye. <laughs>